episode two. Let's go. Episode two. Hey, y'all. It's Steph. Welcome to the STEM is Sexy podcast. I'm so excited you're here hanging out with me. How are y'all? I'm doing good. <laughs> Actually, my day was really interesting. Um, and if y'all are new here and if you haven't listened to my first podcast episode, what are you doing? Go ahead and listen to that because then you'll understand that my life is actually really chaotic. Um, and so this story will actually make sense because this is just how my life is. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> my day was actually really interesting. It started off fine. Um, I, you know, woke up and drove to school. It's about a 30-ish minute drive from my place. Um, I drove to school. I arrive for a lab meeting and the lab meeting goes fine or whatever. It's about like an hour long ish. Um, but like before the lab, maybe like 15 minutes before the lab meeting ends. Um, this is a little TMI. <laughs> this is a little TMI actually. Maybe this it's a little soon, you know, second episode out. It's a little soon for this, but you know, I'm using this as a, a venting session. Um, I'm using this as a little rant. So it is what it is. Y'all are just going to get real close to me. Um, but yeah, so about 15 minutes or so before the lab meeting ends, let's just say, okay, I'm on my period. Okay. I'm on my period and I didn't realize I was on my period until 15 minutes before the lab meeting ended. You know, you know, you get that little feeling. Yes. Yes, that happened. And it was just, it was just awful. It was just awful. It was scary. I, after the lab meeting ended, I literally had to run to the bathroom. Um, and yeah, it was just a disaster scene in there. Um, and then guess what? Sis didn't have any tampons. She didn't have any pads. She didn't have any feminine products on her. No, no ma'am. No ma'am, no sir. Um, so I just sat, sat on the toilet for a minute in disbelief, in sadness, in despair. Um, And what sucks, and which is why I'm ranting and talking about it, is because there's there was literally no, like, women in the vicinity. I don't know. I feel like I've never had this problem in... I don't know. I've never had this problem before where I was never able to, like, ask, like, the nearest girl next to me, like, hey, do you have a tampon? I'm literally, like, emergency situation. Like, I, I never had that issue so when I was in the bathroom crying um on the toilet I really I was just really depressed because I was like I literally don't have any girls to like ask for a tampon or a pad or anything and so I literally like that 30 minute drive I literally went back home um because like there was nobody there like nobody around I couldn't ask for a tampon and I didn't want to go to the grass station that was nearby because it gets shot up like every two weeks so I was not going to risk my life for a tampon so I literally went all the way back home and it was fine like I was able to work from home but like what an inconvenience so anyways that's that's all I had to say about that um thank you for listening to my rant um but what are we talking about? Okay, sorry. Y'all could have skipped that. I'll let you y'all could have skipped that. I'm sorry. What are we talking about today? <laughs> um, we're talking about imposter syndrome today. Oh joy. We love that. We love her imposter syndrome. 
what is this bitch? Why? Why do we have her? Um, why are we talking about imposter syndrome? It's because it plagues all of us. Um, it literally plagues me literally every day. I have to remind myself that I'm in a situation where I'm meant to be, you know, like, because I'm always having that self-doubt and anxiety about I'm literally like, I don't belong. Like, I don't belong here. I don't belong in research. I don't belong in science. I don't belong um, in medical school. It's literally like that constant conflict in my head. Um, And I hate it. I literally hate it. Um, Even like looking back, like throughout college, I literally felt like I faked my way through college because I, at every situation, at every step, I literally just did not feel like I belonged in that class because it was just a self-doubt and anxiety literally making me feel that way. And I feel like a lot of people go through those same feelings. Um, Like imposter syndrome was one of the reasons why I held off from applying to medical school. Um, And it's honestly one of the reasons why I'm doing this master's program right now, because I literally felt like I wasn't good enough um, to to be a medical student. Um, so at the time when I, when I was graduating, uh, from college, um, I had just taken my MCAT. Um, I scored low on my MCAT. I had a low CASPER score, which is like a situational judgment test that is needed in most medical schools. Um, and then I also had, um, a low GPA. What I perceived was a low GPA throughout, um, college. So I didn't feel like I was ready and I didn't feel like I belonged. And it's so funny because, I mean, in retrospect, I'm grateful that I'm doing this master's program and I'm I'm grateful I'm getting this experience and meeting all these people and meeting like networking and like just creating these relationships with these awesome scientists and professors. But at the same time, like, a year ago, I definitely had it in me. I definitely could have applied and I literally talked myself out of it. I had the drive in me all along. I had the motivation in me all along. I'm a hardworking person. I had that all along, but it was just the anxiety literally setting me up for failure. And I literally can't believe like I let imposter syndrome get the best of me. Like what? Yeah. So anyways, I, I am applying to medical school now, um, with a few things in mind, just so I can get out of my own head, um, out of that, my own like self doubt and just that own like conflict, that internal conflict in my head. And so these are some of the things that I keep in mind. Um, And I don't know if they would help you guys, but I'm just going to go ahead and, you know, give my little tips um, that I like to do. One of the first things that I do, um, I perceive myself like how I perceive my best friends. So and like that can also work vice versa. So there's a lot of like, for example, a lot of um, job interviews or for me, medical school interviews, they they like to ask, like, how would your friends like um, perceive you or how would your friends describe you? And so I literally asked them, um, throughout this whole process because I literally didn't know, you know, how they perceived me. And so obviously 
I got like amazing feedback because these people are my best friends and I'm not going to tell me I'm a piece of shit, obviously. But, you know, they said these amazing things about me. And it's just so interesting because I would have never, ever like thought those things. And I would have never, you know, I mean, I understand where they're coming from and I appreciate it, but it's just the self-doubt and just the self-destructiveness. I would have never, ever thought those things on my own. And so now I kind of perceive myself how I perceive my friends because I perceive my best friends in the most, you know, the most high way. I love them. And like, I think they're amazing. I think they should all be president. I think they should all be CEOs. I think they should all be doctors. Like I am, I'm so proud of them. And it's like, I need to be that positive towards myself Um, And I think that will help with that kind of like the imposter syndrome, self-doubt side of things. Um, So even if it feels weird, and it does, it literally does. But, you know, I say to myself, you know, I think she's the most hardworking person in the world. And she hangs out with me. We're really close. We're similar. So that means I must be super hardworking too. And it's, you know, probably true. And I just don't think that way. But fake it till you make it. Just think of yourself the way you think of your friends and you're a third of the way there for sure um another thing that I really like to think about and I think this goes for like any type of like profession whether it's like in medicine or in business or just in it's literally real life everybody is faking it nobody knows anything nobody knows anything (laughs) So why are you putting pressure on yourself to know everything? Like, why are you putting your pressure or why are you putting pressure on yourself to be perfect when obviously nobody's perfect and everyone is faking it? You know, I feel like that's like a weight lifted off of my shoulders, just knowing that nobody's perfect and everybody literally is just going with the flow. There was, you know, I've sat in these scientific seminars, so we have to, you know, watch uh, or listen to research presentations um, or poster board presentations throughout the year. And we're surrounded by these really smart, genius physician scientists and um, researchers, and they're presenting their research. Um, and they'll take questions from the audience. And so maybe somebody will ask a really complicated question. And this genius professor would literally respond sometimes they'll say you know what I don't know the answer to your question and then that's that there's no there's no scary self-doubt there's no scary like he doesn't feel he or she doesn't feel you know insecure about it he literally he or she would literally just go I don't know the answer to your question and and that's it next question (laughs) like that's all that's all they can do you know and it's just it's not like they're not good enough they're these genius amazing physician scientists they're amazing and they don't even know all the answers so why should I know all the answers why should you know all the answers why should you put pressure on yourself to be the most perfect person you know so it that's just another thing I like to tell myself like it's okay that you're not perfect because nobody is and that's fine as long as you're willing to do the work and you're willing to learn that's all that matters and that leads me to my last point I feel like the root of imposter syndrome is really failing and not being good enough, right? 
But if you think about it, when you fail and when you make a mistake, that's when you learn and that's when you grow. That's when you have the opportunity to understand that something doesn't work, but it works better a different way or another way or a different method that there's a different method that works better. And so if anything, I take that as an opportunity. I take the times that I fail and the times that I make a mistake an opportunity to just be a better person, be a better scientist, be a better researcher. And I feel like that's a really good way to kind of use reverse psychology, if you will, um, on imposter syndrome, because that's, that's literally the root of it, just being afraid of failing. But if you're not afraid of failing, imposter syndrome doesn't, it can't bother you anymore, right? Right? (laughs) I'm trying. I'm still trying. I'm using these methods, but I'm still trying. I still feel like a failure sometimes, but whenever I say I'm a failure, that just means I'm not a failure, but I'm learning. I'm growing. I'm a student and that's fine. So I hope that all made sense. I kind of rambled a lot, but I hope that made sense. Um, But yeah, those are some things that I keep in mind all the time when I'm feeling anxious. Um, So yeah, I really hope that helps or I mean... I hope you were entertained um, at some point in this episode, but that's all I really have for you guys at the moment. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for hanging out with me. Um, definitely be sure to subscribe if you haven't. What are you doing if you haven't? Um, definitely, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, go ahead and rate for me. That would mean amazing. That would I can't speak. That would be amazing. Um, and yeah, I'm so thankful that y'all, um, took time out of your day to listen and I will see you guys next week. Bye y'all. Stay sexy.